This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Hey, John. It's like, it's, uh, it's been a, like a quiet, sleepy week over here, which uh, I guess is fine. But, um, you know, it's like, as far as like the things uh, I'm going to talk about, well, it's, I guess it's kind of like an exception as far as things go around here. I'll trade your weeks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable, sir. So what do you have for us tonight? Okay, well, tonight is a series that I've been like talking about for a while called um, Gideon Falls. It's it's written by um, Jeff Lemire, a guy who I've written about and talked about talked a lot about like, on, on this show, and illustrated by like, one of his frequent collaborators, um, Andrea Sorrentino, someone who does like, consistently good artistic work. Now, long-time listeners and readers may recall that I first talked about like the first volume of this series, on a series, on an episode called, like, you know, Jeff Lemire, Two Endings, One Beginning, where um, I talked about how I was, you know, kind of underwhelmed by the uh, finales for two of his series, um, Descender and uh, Ro- and Royal City. Um, Descender was a, uh, ser- was a, was a science fiction series about a, uh, about a kid android who figured in figured deeply into like, the fate of the science fiction universe that he and artist um, Dustin Nguyen had, um, had cooked up. While um, Royal City was the first series that um, he had illustrated, written and illustrated since like since his breakout um, like a sweet tooth. And while uh, Royal City like had a uh, like clever way of illustrating like the uh, like how, how griefers are presented it's like by like in like in a, in a familiar familiar setting descender was a series that you know people like really liked it's like but i just kind of felt was i just really kind of like assembled through like stock science fiction um plot like um plot stuff and i did not like get into like um nguyen's um like fully painted style of stuff i p- much prefer his um his pencil work as seen in um, like most of his most of the Batman titles he had been illustrating o- over the years, I'd basically been like um, underwhelmed by like, both of these series, like and how they how they wrapped up. But like um, Gideon Falls, like I get, I gave us a uh, like a solid like creepy series that promised like some intriguing mysteries in the sense that you know it's like it, it, in the sense that you know there's this there's this town. That um that, that this priest had come this disgraced priest had come to to uh like take over this like from the other priest who had who had disappeared and he he was just trying to uh you know make a fresh start of things but it turns out there's like some really creepy stuff going on such as the uh this is like one of the uh, like old 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 ladies who had man- managed his house like you know being murdered in the face of the field and the other old priest you know showing up in the dead of night you know telling him to come with me man stuff like that and there's also like you know this like this other like urban setting where um this this guy a guy by the name of norman sinclair who was like you know like like uh like digging digging through digging through trash looking to rebuild this thing called the black black barn and like he was being like like and even though it was like you know, his uh, psychiatrist, um, Doctor Angela Shu, was trying to like tell him like you know you're just act, you're just being a crazy person, man. Well, she eventually realizes that you know maybe like you know like Norton and his dreams of this black barn like 
aren't, you know, like maybe not, like maybe actually are, like have some kind of like, like basis in reality as well. Same with um, like the priest that we've been talking about, like I'm doc, like I'm fa like I'm Father Fred. So it's like, so Gideon Falls like got off to like a solid creepy start. And like, I was kind of thinking like, okay, yo, maybe it's kind of like, you know, Lemire is going to, like, turn things around, and he's got, like, Andrea Sorrentino, like, you know, watching his back, and they'd done, they'd done solid work together on, it's like, on Old Man Logan, so it's like, maybe this, like, this is, like, going to be, like, you know, like, the series that, you know, really, like, you know, gets me on board with, you know, with what, with, what they're doing, even though, like, I kind of felt that Lemire had been doing, like, solid, I mean, after his work on, like, Sweet Tooth, I would kind of figure that, you know, Lemire is kind of like a guy worth watching, but you know, it's like after um, Royal City, after uh, it's like after Descender, after uh, oh god, Extraordinary X Men. It's like I kind of figured, oh man, it's like he needs something like to really turn me around. Like I need something to believe in, man. It's like yeah, that, you know, that 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 you're that that this is what that you can do solid work. You know, it's like on on your own terms. Well. I finally got around to reading like the like the end of this series and you know what I I, I think I'm done with Lemire really honestly because like Gideon Falls and like everything else has shown me that like Lemire is a guy who just delivers stuff that is like really kind of based in like you know either off the shelf stuff like you know familiar like you know concepts like with that we saw in like say uh in descender it's like you know just oh it's like here's the uh like the child android oh here's the uh here's the android who thinks he's like done bad and all and, and then and then there's like the uh it's like the uh, kid who think who grew up to be like a monster hunt like a robot hunting like uh like a robot hating cyborg you know he grew up with like the, the uh, kid like who's the protagonist of this, the android protagonist who was like the of the series you know, it's like if it was just like familiar, it's like and it's like and um unsurprising and like oh wait now there's magic it's like a part of this series as well. It's like from out of nowhere. Oh man, it's like no, I was done with that. But I was kinda hoping that Gideon Falls would offer like, you know, something new, something that basically gave me a chance to like really kind of believe in this, but in um in Lemire. But I'm kinda reminded of how uh, Sweet Tooth was basically a, a uh, very familiar series. It took a lot of familiar concepts, such as like the old gruff, like you know, gun gun hunting mercenary. It's like and um, but you know, like made them new again, like thanks to like the level of execution, like the like the little formalism that um that Lemire showed, like like in um like in depicting the series. Gideon Falls. Well, it's like it doesn't quite work that way because while it's essentially established that like oh, there's two versions of Gideon Falls. One is like a rural farm where the where I'm Father Fred, it's like he's basically taking up residence, and then there's the urban like um, version where uh, it's like where Norton Sinclair and Doctor Shu are, it's like are living, and um, this is where like you know like hey, it's like you know like Norton is just kind of like. Uh, it's like you know, dealing with like 
like all all the craziness that that's been heaped that's being heaped upon him, like by the visions of this black barn to the point where oh well, Doctor Doctor Shu is getting visions of these barn as well because she's close to him as well, and apparently she has a uh, has a connection to it as well. But also, so do so does um Doc so does um Father Father Fred and um like Sergeant Clarabelle or Deputy uh, Sheriff Clarabelle. It's like of it's like of like of the uh, it's like of the city. It's like she's got she's got her own connections to because apparently like her uh, her brother um um uh, Damon. It's like um disappeared like year it's like years ago. And um, she's wondering whatever happened to him, and um, but her dad, um, Doc. Let's see, it's like um, like the doctor. It's like he, uh, it's like he is kind of like uh, uh Doc Sutton. It's like he, he, it's like he's a member of the uh, Plowmen, the uh, like a ancient group that's like basically like um dedicated themselves to fighting against the Black Barn. It's like, like over the years, it's like. And he apparently wants to recruit um, Father Fred to uh, like help 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 fight against like the menace that this like this this barn represents. Now, the uh, first volume like actually that kind of surprised me in the sense that you know it brings in like the uh, like the black like the black barn like and the uh, threat that it represents like pretty early on. Like I just kind of figured like oh this is gonna be like a uh, like end of series kind of threat, but no, it's like. We find out, like, you know, what, like, the Black Barn is evil, and it's like it's making its presence known. And um, as as the series goes on, we find out that oh, well, the Black Barn is actually kind of like a multiversal nexus for different versions of um of Gideon Falls, because it, it turns out that that there is more than one version of this, like, of this city. It's like there's the uh, rural version, there's the urban version, there's the old west version. There's the totalitarian version. There's the cyberpunk version. Why are there so many different versions of it? Well, it's because, you know, back in the day, like, you know, there was good, there was evil, but then, like, you know, evil started, like, you know, encroaching on, like, good, and it turns out that evil, it's like, you know, I like, wanted everything. It's like, like, I wanted, wanted to consume everything, and it's like, there was this, like, it was just like this giant, multi-mouthed cockroach that was like you know trying trying to like devour everything in like in the end and okay sure that's fine like you know, like there's good there's evil it's like and these kind of absolutes are like things kind of appealed to me when i was like 15 and all but these days you know i need more than that like i need to know like you know okay well you're telling me that there's absolute good there's absolute evil well what kind of character is attached to that and Lemire doesn't have a good ab answer for that um the characterizations he applies to um like to a Dan guys like daniel sutton to um who was also like like uh, norton sinclair to a uh, father like father fred to a uh, dr shu to doc sutton to a uh, clara clara sutton it's like they're just kind of familiar and um, he doesn't do anything new with them. It's like they're just kind of like the versions of them that you meet early on. They're the same that we get to that as that we that we get to know later on. 
And also it turns out that, oh, wait, it's like not only is this is uh, Gideon Falls a multiverse, but it's also like got a time travel aspect as well, in the sense that, you know, that we're constantly meeting like um like new versions of these characters as well. Like um who basically like, oh no, I haven't met you yet, but oh, let me tell you how things are gonna go. It's like that we've got that kind of um time travel bullshit um to do, to deal with as well. And it's just kinda like oh my god, it's like as things go on, it just kinda feels like uh like like Lemire is just like has a he's got a uh, bog standard a story about like a uh, about time travel and the multiverse to tell us, but he doesn't have anything new to to tell us about it. I mean, there are some like crowd pleasing bits that he tosses tosses in, such as when Father Fred shows up with a shotgun to uh, like take on the uh, it's like like the evil threat that's been not, that making his presence known in the multiverse at the end of Volume Four, but um. But then you get like um bits where uh, it's like when in order to get into a uh like a, a um Starbucks place, um like um Norton or Daniel basically says I'll take like a uh, half half empty um, mocha whip with uh, like with with extra whip and all and it's like you're thinking like how the hell does he know this how would he even know this Doctor Shu just goes how what what even, what the hell even are you and it's like that kind of like stuff is makes you go oh. So, okay, so as long as you throw in, like, you know, some, like, dimension-breaking stuff like that, like, it'll be fine. No. No, no, it isn't. It's like, basically, um, Lemire basically has, like, a, uh, has a very standard, like, uh, like, vision of this, of this multi multiverse in the sense that, oh, well, it's all, it's like, it's something that exists like and there's all these different versions of it like not that we need to like you know like give like differentiate um them to the reader beyond the fact that like oh one's the cyberpunk version oh one's the steampunk version oh one's the urban version it's like you know it's like you know if you're gonna give us a multiverse like you know give us a proper multiverse that basically you know like exists like you know beyond just you know like familiar like tropes like that i mean like that's just the, the one you've given is like you know just just then like in like a sound bites like that I just said it's like it's boring as hell it's like I don't want this it's like it's annoying and you know it's like to the extent that any of this has any weight at all it's down to Andrea Sorrentino the artist Sorrentino um, has a great um detailed style that's that's willing to um like invest in the uh it's like in in like the basic like um, like uh, compulsions of these uh, different different uh, multiverses, and um, so it's like when you, I say like oh there's like a steampunk version of Gide of Gideon Falls. Well, like um, Sorrentino is gonna like, like try and give you like as many like blimps like and people in like 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 in um stationary stores as is necessary. It's like you kind of figure that like. Sortina realized that, like, you know, I don't know what you're going on here, but it's like, I'm going to, like, you know, draw whatever the hell you ask. And he's also really good with, like, you know, just, like, laying up the general creepiness of, like, of the premise. It's like when, um, like, when Father, like, when Father Fred gets a, uh, like, a vision from the, um, of being visited at, at night by, by the former, former priest of um, Gideon Falls, Father Tom, it's like, it's like a, 
it's a nightmarish like um red it's like um like a red hue um like vision of awfulness it's like that that makes you go like oh man this i'm not gonna sleep after seeing seeing this and um it's like and he also just like you know does a good job of like you know giving like wide nightmarish um widescreen visions like of the like of the normal vi normal worlds as well it's like when uh it's like when daniel like uh, goes into his apartment for the first time you're seeing this like from a like a fish-eyed wide like from a fish-eyed um wide um screen like like version of it it's like it's like it's just like this you know like this is not something that is like meant to be observed as normal it's like and also like at the end when um it's like when they finally get to um confronting like the uh nightmare nightmare monster at the center of the world it's like well yeah like um like sorrentino like you know draws this as the characters like you know falling out of the comic book it's like into an upside down um vision of it's like of the uh like the nightmare world world of the center sorrentino it's like like he uh I don't know if he had completely believed in everything that he was drawing here, but um, but um, what he delivers here, like, does a good job of selling, you know, what um, Lemire is peddling, um, more than um, what Lemire is like, you know, talking about himself. Um, in terms of like, you know, what I've written about at the uh, like on on the site, you know, it's like, it really, it's like, what I said, it's like, like as things go on, that. That um like that the Sorrentino is really the reason to uh to keep reading this this series because he he does like a great job of sell of selling this stuff like when like when Father Fred winds up in like the cyberpunk version of Gideon Falls in Volume Five, well that's because um that's because like Sorrentino does like the fact that I can like believe this like even though it's like you know there's like there's like the barest of like justifications for this version of Gideon Falls existing well it's like it's because Sorrentino does a good job of like you know creating a believable cyberpunk world just from the visuals themselves in fact like you know I didn't review volume 5 but like after but basically it's like after like the guys like you know blew up the black barn they thought they did in um volume 4 well, Volume Five basically reveals that oh hey you know it's like that was just like you know to let the uh, bad thing out. It's like now he's just you know like devouring everything, and um, we're going to. And um, it was all about um, like how the uh, like how all the worlds are collapsing in towards the center, as well as the uh, you know the discussion about the oh there's the absolute good, there's absolute light, and this is what things were like before, like like the dark divide said devour the light and oh god i don't care but but volume five basically didn't really like do anything to convince me that um lemire like you know was like doing a good job of like steering this stuff and he was it basically convinced me that oh well he's just like like pulling off like you know basic shit off the shelf and um it's basically down to uh sorrentino to just like you know make this look as good as possible in order to uh wrap things up and then we get to the final issue, which oh my god, it's like you know it takes fucking balls to uh, basically say, hey, you know we're doing a triple size um, final issue, and like okay, this is good. Oh, and it also turns this this final issue, the triple size final issue, it's also going to be our like trade paperback version uh, that we're going to release 
down the line with some additional like uh like making of materials as well and i hear this like oh god damn it so i basically went and uh downloaded the uh, final issue like from comiXology because it's like six bucks and i'm not gonna pay like like 12 bucks to uh, get the uh final volume if this is what they're gonna do right here no it's like i'm just gonna get like the story and like be done with it and the story well okay everyone you know like you know, comes comes to the center of the uh like of the multiverse um daniel it's like you know he's got some stuff to deal with it's like there's like it's like his version of his evil like the evil bus driver who uh basically said like oh no it's like why are you the person that the uh, smiling man wa- laughing man wants to uh like you know rule over the multiverse no i want to be him and it's like oh god damn it. it's like i don't care about this stuff anymore i mean there's yeah it's like sorrentino does some great like upside down work and some escher style um like nightmare stuff when everyone like goes into the black barn and um realizes that oh no it's like we're face to face with our with our worst nightmares oh no it's like in daniel realizes that oh it's like no it's like i realized that they my nightmare was like like facing the black barn itself and like oh the black barn was like no no nightmare at all it's like oh god this is <sighs> it's just like familiar basic stuff that um when we get to the end when we find out that oh no like we need to like basically prevent norton the real norton sinclair from like ever like turning on his machine that um broke through the multiverse because okay sure it's like that's that's like the one basic thing you need to do and then oh they did they do this and then oh everyone's you know living in a normal version of of gideon falls in the end and oh wait at the very end we see um daniel like you know digging through the trash and finding a piece of the black barn and then smiling because oh no it's like he's maybe he's still consumed by the uh laughing man in the end and god damn it you know it's like i uh i buy all of the uh, comics that i that i that i talk about on um like on this podcast so it's kind of like i i'm like i i feel like i'm like there's a sense that like you know i I'm kind of like, you know, a little kind of biased towards liking them as well. But with Gideon Falls, it's like, it's this is like like that rare series that basically basically go, okay, you know, maybe it'll get better. It's like, these are creators who are who've done like good stuff, like by my standards, like in the past. And then in the end, I realized that, oh, no, it's like, you know what? I should have stopped buying this. It's like a while ago, but, um, ah. Uh, no it's like in the end it's like gideon falls is really kind of a huge disappointment and well maybe maybe not quite as disappointing as uh it's like as descender because while i i said you know i told you i didn't like um like dustin nguyen's painted work sorrentino's um pencil work here is really impressive and it's like i can point to this as as like you know as quality work like it's him just like you know just just like uh, when I, mean, I appreciate that Lemire gives gave him like the the free range to like draw some like really crazy ass stuff here, and it's worth it, you know, just to see that 
that stuff in the end. But as far as the story goes, no, I'm not, I'm not buying it. And um, it's like, I can't really recommend that, that you guys seek this out as well. I mean, like, yeah, Sorrentino does some great work, but I, I really hope that he, you know, hooks up with someone who, who can, who can um, utilize his talents better um, than, than, Lem than Lemire does here. So, overall, it's like, Gideon Falls, it's like, nah, just skip it. I mean, yeah, it's like, it may, it may have won the Eisner Award for Best New Series in 2019, but no, it's not worth it. I mean, okay, maybe if you like experimental, like, weird art that, um, of the kind Sorrentino delivers, but, um, as far as, like, a series that delivers, like, in terms of, like, art and writing, well, it delivers on the art, which that's the main reason I'm going to probably going to keep this in, in my library, but I'm not going to buy the final volume because you know, I've got that on my, my iPad now. But um, Gideon Falls, you know, great art. It's like, you know, it's really it's something that you want to, like, read and read in order to appreciate uh, everything that, um, that Sorrentino does. But as far as, like, you know, what Lemire does, man, I'm done with him. And the fact that, you know, he has a new series about a girl who is slowly turning into a tree called Family Tree. No, that's it. I'm, I'm done with him. Uh, I guess, uh, John. So, uh, anything, any thoughts on your end about uh, any of this stuff? So it falls short. It absolutely does. <laughs> no, but the pun is intended, actually. <laughs> okay, sure. I see what you did there now. <laughs> yeah, so everyone... Gideon falls short. But I'm bumping. Gideon falls short. That's almost the title of this, but that's all right. Okay, well, you've you've given um, your uh, expert opinion on it, and that's awesome. Um, so, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Oh yeah, I'm going back to the well of sports manga for a series that I'm willing to bet, like you know. Uh, not many people have heard, have read about, but I think a lot of people should read about, and that's um, All Rounder Meguru by um, Hiroki Endo. And um, you know, the final volume isn't out yet, but will be out on Tuesday, which um, I'm going to read about it, and then I'm going to talk about it like in two weeks' time. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comet Picks by the Glick. All right, laters. <laughs>